Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. I want to welcome you to a new season of the show. I'm excited to be back as your host and our team stands ready to bring you a great season of stories about the economy in our viewing area and the people, the companies, the communities, and the projects that are helping our region grow. We've traveled from Lake Michigan to Warsaw and all points in between to give you a front row seat to many of the key projects shaping our region's economy. After a short summer break, we're back for a new season. We're going to take a closer look at the season ahead and what you can expect to see coming up on Economic Outlook. Welcome to our new season of Economic Outlook. I've recruited a familiar face to join us in the studio today to help me take a closer look at our new season, provide a few updates on key projects we brought you before, dive deeper into what lies ahead for the region as it begins its economic recovery. Please welcome me, my co-host, and the man you see in the field, George Lepinotis. Just one other note, before we get started here at WNIT, we're respecting social distancing by limiting our in-studio crew and wearing masks where appropriate. George, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate being here. Yeah, thanks. You know, we sort of got a little interrupted at the end of uh, last season. A little uh, global pandemic uh, came unexpectedly and uh, interrupted the, maybe the end of our season, but I'm glad to have you back and look forward to doing a, a new season here. So so maybe just uh, quickly to, to start. So. What have you been up to since the uh, pandemic uh, started? Anything big happened to you during the pandemic? Well, a few things, yeah. I, you know, you're right. There's been that small pandemic that we've all had to deal with. Uh, personally, I continue to practice law and uh, my firm, I, I switched firms. I'm now with Krieg DeVault over in Mishawaka, which is a new change for me. I'm, I'm used to downtown South Bend, but Mishawaka is a great place to be as well. Uh, I've heard that. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> new mayor, so he's, he's much better than the there old guy. There you go. The, uh, we, my family, personally, we had a new addition. We had our third child. Uh, Max was born as our COVID baby in uh, April, and that was quite the challenge and a little bit nerve-wracking, but glad to say that we came through that well and are uh, ready to get over and hopefully back to some type of new normal. Yeah, well, congratulations on the new addition there. That's uh, This will be uh, quite a story to tell someday when you're reminiscing about uh, the days when he was born. Uh, born in quarantine. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so, uh, George, I think we've shared before with our, our viewers, but so, so again, your day job is is as an attorney, and you, you join us as, uh, as my co-host on, on Economic Outlook to tell stories about the economy and such. So, so let's dive a little bit first into the economy and talk a little bit about um, just uh, pandemic. Um, sure. You obviously have many clients who've been impacted in, in pretty severe ways. So give, give us a little bit of an assessment of the last few months of, of businesses and how they've reacted to the pandemic. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's not a stretch of the imagination to say that COVID has been the largest single economic impactor in my lifetime. Uh, I, I think it even eclipses 9-11 just by the vast nature of businesses that were affected. Uh, you know, 9-11 was a big deal for our country, but this even goes beyond our borders, beyond limited numbers of people, and goes to everyone. Everyone has been in, impacted in one way, shape, or form. As an attorney, I see my clients' challenges. They have been large and very broad, and I don't think we're through them yet this year. And I think we at Economic Outlook are going to bring you some of those stories where COVID has really changed how and what business looks like in the United States. Um, whether it's my hospitality clients who have uh, commercial enterprises, maybe wineries or, or, or restaurants who have been extremely uh, negatively impacted. 
uh, even down to educational institutions or law firms having to redefine how they go about doing the job and what does that mean from the value perspective are you getting the same experience are you you know is takeout the same as going to a restaurant and are you willing to pay for it or is the consumer willing to pay for it uh, i think we have a lot of questions that have yet to be answered but uh, i am inspired by the way our clients, the community, some of your organizations that you're affiliated with have really come together here in this community, Michiana as a whole, uh, to, to weather the storm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think of the show over the last couple of years as we worked uh, together, we've had a chance to share some uh, just terrific stories about the momentum that our region has experienced and about the maybe the creative, the innovative things that people are doing in communities to in inspire uh, economic growth. And then uh, and then things changed uh, uh, significantly. And, and as we wrapped up the our, our season last year, we, we dove a little bit deeper into COVID and, and kind of its impact on how businesses were adjusting. But but certainly as the as the year goes uh, forward, we're going to need to uh, really tell a little bit of both. Right. I, I think there's some phenomenal stories that are emerging out of uh, of pandemic and, and innovation and, and companies, as you said, reinventing themselves, trying to think about what the new normal looks like. And so it has me excited about uh, uh, the new season as, as we look forward to that. Yeah, and you know, adversity breeds ingenuity. It always has, and I think it breeds progress, and I think we're gonna see that this year. Um, but you know, I, I think you too have been very involved in in COVID and it's changed the scope of your work. I mean, I think despite being massive superstar television personalities, you and I still have a day jobs. Uh, you run the South Bend Chamber of Commerce, but tell us a little bit more about, you're very involved in COVID, aren't you? Yeah, I, I sure am. So, you know, I, I, I became uh, what my golf buddies call the COVID czar for St. <laughs> Joseph County. Not a fair description. Obviously, the health department is in charge and, and leading yeah. the effort. But uh, but uh, but a unique opportunity for me to to sit at the table with our health officials, with our major health systems, uh, with the cities, the county, making sure we had a coordinated effort. And, and I've been just so encouraged by uh, the, the way everybody's rolled up their sleeves and put a planned and coordinated effort. I, I would say I'd put St. Joseph County's response effort up against about any in the state of Indiana. And we've, you know, I, I um, during the course of my day job, um, have private sector relationships since we've leveraged many of those private sector relationships uh, with what's going on in the public sector to try to make sure we as a county um, responded well uh, to the virus and, and kept people safe and made sure we had hospital capacity. It's amazing that, you know, once upon a time we were thinking about building a MASH hospital at the Century Center because we were afraid we'd exceed um, hospital capacity and thank goodness we 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 didn't get there but, uh, but, but still a lot to think about. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about schools reopening and about uh, uh, universities students uh, coming back and about you know bars and restaurants opening and 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 masks uh, and where they're appropriate and obviously uh, uh, and and all those kind of things so it's it's, it's been really interesting I, you know I described the unique uh, perspective as, as you do too. We, we both have the connections on the Michigan side and the Indiana side right. so we've had a chance to see what's going on in Berrien and Cass County but also on the Indiana uh, side of things and you know we're all uh, you know they, it's the overused term that says we're all in this together but we all are you know this interdependent economy means that uh, um, that uh, what happens in one county really influences another and I, and I, I use Elkhart County uh, as an example so as manufacturing was reopening 
and test case or er, er, and cases were going up. You know, we have 11,000 people a day that drive over there and go to work and yeah. potentially bring that back. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting uh, thing. I like everybody. I think I'm ready for uh, it to be over and and up back to normal. But it, yeah. it'll be a little while before a new normal. Um, you know, one of my um, I don't know if it's a fear, but it's something we'll dive into a little bit more this season. But, you know, some of the economists that we talked to suggest that it could be a couple of years before we're back to uh, 2019. Um, I say December 2019 employment levels, for example. So it, so it, it's a I, I think the suggestion is that it's not going to recover as slowly as we did from 2008 and the recession there. It'll, but, but it still isn't going to be a quick thing. So, so this gives us a chance to, really on the show, I think, for us to um, you know, take a close look at uh, who's doing what and how they're emerging from this. And, and uh, you know, I always think if, if we can help share the lessons learned, you know, that, that, you know, that, that what happens in Plymouth may be a great lesson for Buchanan or, or vice versa or something like that. So that's, that's, been, that's been pretty fun. And I teased in the opener, you know, we, we really try to uh, cover from Lake Michigan sure we do. down to Warsaw, really. And, and we've, uh, you know, you're the guy that uh, when, when I'm sitting in here in the, in the air, air conditioned yeah. studio or the heat, you know, the warm yeah. studio in the winter, I send you out to the side of the road to, yeah. uh, for yeah. the heat or the, the cold or whatever. So, so, you know, so I think what we hope is this year we do more of that and we get you out on the road. So uh, touch base, or just talk George for a second about just being out on the road and some of the maybe some of the the places that uh, that, that you've been that that maybe stick in your mind and maybe or maybe even some of the places we hope to get to this year. Well, I'll start by saying that I often get asked why I do this, and and like you, we you know we do it as a community service, and one of the best parts of my job uh, is not the weather. I wish I had a roof, but I do get to see the broad scope of what I call Michiana and what I think a lot of people call Michiana. And it is an interdependent community. Um, St. Joe County, Elkhart County, County, Marshall County, Berrien County, even some of, into, some, into Laporte, into uh, Cass County. They're all really interrelated and interdependent on each other, like you said, as far as workforce, economic development. Um, and that's, that's one of my favorite things is week to week, I can be somewhere different and seeing something very unique, but yet you see that common thread. Um, you know, I was thinking about COVID as we came on the air and you were mentioning some of those in your intro and some of those previous stories that we've done that probably have been impacted by that. I think specifically about Elkhart County making its most massive investment in, in its downtown in years in downtown Elkhart with the new Aquatic Center. Uh, and I think they've had to get creative in how they're, they're rolling that out and what, what a disappointing thing it might have been for them at a time to think we just we just came out with this great new facility that we're going to struggle to use, uh, and that and that can really take the wind out of someone's sails. But that was uh, that was one that I was thinking of. I was even thinking of over in New Carlisle when we did a story on a small business person who ran a bakery. It was his lifelong dream. He worked in a big baking factory and wanted to own his own mom and pop, and he did. And it, it's a great place, New Age Bakery mm -hmm. in, in downtown downtown New Carlisle. Um, and I was wondering how COVID impacted him. I hadn't been out there in a couple of years. I look forward maybe to getting back out and just having a cup of coffee and understanding what he's going through. Um, like you said, we're not over it. We, we're better about our masks. I think we're in the middle of summer, so it's not flu season. It's not maybe the season where we're quite as susceptible to it, but I think we still have some work to do. And hopefully into the fall, we'll be here to tell those stories from community to community, whether it be Berrien or, 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 or Plymouth. 
Yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting. You touched on uh, just a, a few of the entrepreneurs, for example, and so to tell those entrepreneur stories and for you to go into a, a Clay's Candy and tell the story right. and show people yeah. firsthand that where their Chocolate Charlie, yeah. you know, comes from or, yeah. or whatever, I think is a is a pretty fun thing to see. Um, you touched on on Elkhart, and I think you know we obviously in recent years. Um, I think a big focus on rebuilding downtowns. And, and so when you think about the downtowns around here, whether it be St. Joe Benton Harbor or South Bend or Mishawaka or Elkhart, um, I mean, really some tremendous work has happened in, in each of those. Uh, you know, in Elkhart, for example, is, you know, work continues. The new Martins will be open soon. That opens right. up a parcel back on the river. It opens up some additional residential. The Elkhart Hotel is, 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 is complete. The uh, Aquatic Center, as you mentioned, and so, so, so neat pieces there. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I loved your story out in Mishawaka, for example, too, at the mill. And, uh, and so, uh, um, so, so I think we'll, uh, you know, I'd like to, like, give some updates on those kind of things. And I think so, yeah. And we, we, you know, we met with, I joked earlier about which, uh, about the history of mayors in Mishawaka, but Mayor Woods was uh, kind enough to show us around that project and it was still in its infancy. I think there's been some more groundbreaking out there. I think that uh, it's, the mill is obviously the centerpiece right now but there are a lot of plans to redevelop downtown Mishawaka to compete with uh, some of the other downtowns that are also doing exciting things. We're looking forward to it so long as we can do it safely and intelligently I think we've got a plan to do that and also to bring the stories. The fact is that we have such unique economic uh, activity right now. You know the uh, someone joked with me yesterday that uh, the RV industry ha is booming simply because people have changed their travel plans and are realizing the value of isolating themselves inside mm -hmm. of inside of a, a camper or a, or a recreational vehicle where they don't have to worry about who else might have been in that space. Um, you know, this, the federal stimulus package, the CARES Act, uh, that, that has became for a while the nation's largest employer, mm -hmm. which, you know, we've not seen government employment or, or, or benefit of that nature since World War II. And, and so that is also something that we still don't know how that's going to impact. I know that many small businesses who were struggling with labor and workforce before, and we did quite a few shows on the shortage of labor uh, in our region, are struggling even more when some of their employees out of fear or out of uh, childcare needs or out of other just general concerns with what we're going through have stayed home and uh, are able to do so because of the CARES Act, but that doesn't help the employer. Right, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the workforce piece because you're right, I do feel like we've, um, th th it's been a little bit of a consistent theme of, of our employers saying, boy, it sure is hard for me to find it. And, and uh, you know, pre-March, um, unemployment's hovering at, you know, three, three and a half percent, all of a sudden it goes to 20. Right. Uh, percent um, now if uh, you know some of those are back but uh, not all of them are and 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 then uh, and and now you know with with COVID's continued impacts you've got um, people trying to work but also to educate their kids because their kids aren't at school and stuff so there are a lot of things to to balance there and and uh, and I do think that the nature of work uh, in particular has changed so it'd be fun so so just maybe for an example how how is your work world changed in, in the midst of COVID? Because sure. I do think like it, it'll be fun to sort of dive into to some differences. So just maybe sure. share an example or two. So yeah, we uh, when COVID hit in March, we were lucky enough that at my firm, uh, we had made an investment in the technology to be able to work remotely. Uh, and that investment paid dividends in March when 
everyone went home. And so I think by mid-March, I don't remember the exact date, we were completely work from home with only vital staff in our offices to be able to handle any uh, lingering physical presence that might be required. Um, I personally worked from home and also taught children uh, between my wife and I. We had a newborn, so that added just a whole nother level to who's gonna teach the first grader how, you know, how to, how to do two plus two and some mm -hmm. other basic math tables, which she's better at than I am. <laughs> we, we found a balance. You're right, I think it changed our perspective on what is work time, what is home time. That flexibility changed dramatically. But that is, I'm a, I'm a bit unique because I'm very much tied to that, to my computer and able to do that. I think some of our in-person businesses, you know, our restaurants, our hotels, have not had that same luxury. But uh, we are, I think we're realizing that the, our model, that 24-7 model, that constantly on model, may need to adjust for the time being so that people can find that balance. And we'll know more coming up in the next few days as kids go back to school. Yeah, it, it, it sure brings attention to things like technology and, right. and you know, so we've talked before a little bit about fiber optic and how important that is and think about how, um, how I think about the fight in my own home uh, between a, a daughter who who uh, is on the Wi-Fi, my wife who's working on the Wi-Fi, and me. And, and all, all of a sudden, all three of us are, are trying to uh, stream video on a, uh, and, and so. It's, Bandwidth uh, battle. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do think that this will, um, you know, as communities, it causes us to think more. I think some major investments have been made to help our community be better positioned for that. But this is, is, is certainly brought attention to, to that. And so I, I can see opportunities to dive into issues like that as, as the season you know, moves forward and we have a chance to talk about. I, I, I think that's right. And I think that we've known that some uh, uh, governmental organizations throughout our viewing area have made that investment because they felt they needed to do that, that they were the only ones poised to make that investment. Rural internet, you know, despite some of our communities, we are still a rural community in, at large. Rural internet is a problem. We live out in the country and, and the internet became an, a concern. So uh, that broad width, that backbone needs to be uh, beefed up and I think we're seeing that value in doing that. And I'd, I'd really look forward to doing a story on some of the communities. I know that St. Joe County and Elkhart County are leading the way in some of that investment in that technology. And I think the leaders that pushed that through at a time maybe when it wasn't quite so popular are looking, uh, looking like uh, uh, they can read the future. Right, yeah. and, you know, I think about how, I mentioned how interconnected we are uh, in the region for like COVID, but, but, but think about fiber for a second. And I think of, you know, St. Joe County punched it down to Marshall County, um, you know, years ago, punched the Metronet there. And even last year, as we were talking about um, new development on the west side of St. Joseph County, uh, there was some money put forward for a 23-mile uh, uh, dark fiber loop right. going out there to help facilitate development and such. So, so it, yeah, you are um, thankful that forward-thinking leaders, you know, have contemplated those. You, obviously, it's hard to predict a pandemic and what's uh, going to happen and, and what you're going to need. But, uh, but it's, it's been neat to sort of tie, I, I think, some of those those kind of things together. Um, I want to shift real quick because I think of a couple places that we sent you. Um, I think of of Marshall County and spec buildings and such, you know, think about being in the real estate industry right now and how that industry in particular has changed. Imagine trying to sell a, a, a 
200,000 square foot spec building in the midst of this. Any perspective on the on sort of the real estate side of things and how that may change or have changed? I don't think we're seeing, I don't think the cycle has ran, or ran its course long enough yet. I think we're still seeing leases active that have not been, uh, that have not fallen through. I, I think the biggest concern is retail centers. Uh, you know, we're really keeping yeah. a keen eye on University Park Mall. In the past, we've uh, we've partnered and done stories with uh, the the author of the Market Basket with the mm -hmm. South Bend Tribune, and she's very good about keeping us informed of those trends. Uh, my clients, in particular, I think we're seeing we're concerned that a commercial real estate downturn is coming. With Honestly, one of the biggest concerns right now is with b industries and businesses maybe realizing they don't need as much space as they used right. to and that an employee can be productive in an alternative work environment mm -hmm. that doesn't cost the employer as much money as maintaining a bricks and mortar presence, especially in multiple markets, So, uh, which South Bend and, 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 and Mishawaka in general, or Michiana in general, can be a ancillary market. We're, we're not always the headquarters, but we oftentimes are a branch or a uh, you know, a secondary market for a company. So w I think we're going to know that pretty quick, especially as the yeah. cycle falls through and we'll see what happens with real estate. I got to tell you, working out in Mishawaka, I'm very impressed by the traffic. I'm very impressed by the traffic going from store to store. I think people are over their fear and have moved to a level of quiet, thoughtful, intelligent, life, mm -hmm. right? We still have to go get our groceries. We still have to go buy our things. And Amazon's great, but there's just certain things you really want to touch and feel before you get them. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I do think we'll, we'll spend some time this season, obviously, looking at those trends in, in particular. I do think on the industrial side, or I, I'd say the warehouse logistics distribution piece, um, uh, companies are looking at, at consolidation opportunities. They're looking at where they need to get product to. I, I've been pleasantly surprised by the number of prospects looking at doing something in our area uh, during this because the the pandemic has sort of taught them that they uh, they need to be better positioned to get product out um, right. quicker and stuff so 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 to be able to look at trends like that look at what's happened on the commercial uh, or retail side in particular but uh, but the office market you know think about you know some of those features that we've done with great new office uh, space and especially in some of our urban core and and the and, and obviously there'll be some challenges with that um, you know the people here are resilient though and and I think forward thinking and and Obviously, what's happening here is is similar to what's happening across the country, and sure. and so uh, um, uh, so um, you know those who figure it out first or uh, will thrive. And 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 again, I think we're going to build on the success we've had in recent years. But we're going to have to um, uh, some of the stories that we've reported the last couple of years are going to change just a little bit. Yeah, it reminds me that you know we did we lost some of last year's season due to COVID. I think you had a couple of special episodes that that dealt with part of it. But when we were here. There were some stories that we were naturally going to do that I think are even more relevant now. I we were planning an automation show because I think yeah. Berrien County is a hub of automation, mm -hmm. and automation is now becoming even more important as social distancing and requiring spaces between human beings has become more necessary in the manufacturing world. So. I think that COVID's going to play a really big or cast a large shadow on our season, but I also don't want to forget that there is more to life than COVID, right. and I hope that I hope we can tell some of those stories as well. Yeah, and it, you know it's interesting. Uh, you, you know, I, I think of the story development side. We often are sitting around a 
table brainstorming or talking to people about right. what those stories are. We, we, I want to really rely on our viewers also to, to be sharing some ideas. Uh, you know, we, although you and I have, have a lot of connections sure. out there, certainly some of the people watching this show um, also know of some of those great stories. And, and so we will this year in particular encourage our viewers to let us know about um, those opportunities yeah, so that I we get out and experience Yeah, we're coming up with them. a system, right, where they can give us some ideas. And I, the best ideas are our community. That's why we're here is to tell that story. And I think anybody out there that has a unique business or even a business that, they, that they're working hard to, to promote or to, to grow. You know, I think of Project Impact and the uh, West Side Business Development Center. Its focus is not to come up with the next Google. It's to come up with the next small restaurant. Right. And that's a good story too. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's important that we, uh, we are representative of our community and that the stories that we tell here help show the businesses that maybe others wouldn't have thought of. Yep. And, and I think, uh, you know, you and I have really tried the, uh, the ge geographic diversity as well, too, to remember that the WNIT viewing area is, right. is, has a very big Michigan presence, right. goes all the way down to Warsaw, uh, dips into uh, LaPorte and Marshall and, and uh, um, Elkhart and St. Joseph counties and such. So, we'll, so we're, uh, we'll work to get out to those different spots. I, you know, I, I think it's one of the things I like about WNIT in particular. The, the, I mean, we have a chance here to tell stories that you, you won't get in a two-minute Soundbite on That's the right. on the network, or uh, and, and so to, for us to be able to dive a little bit deeper, um, but also provide some original programming. I think you know m more and more the the trend is to you know to buy the story from some national and and to, and so uh, so there are very few local outlets left to tell those stories. And so I think that as you and I have have worked together, we I think we have a shared vision on on how do we make sure uh, we do that. So George, it's going to be a great season. I'm looking right. forward to uh, working with you. We'll bring some great great stories and uh, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the air conditioning and uh, there you go. let's look forward to a good season. That's it for our show today. Thank you for watching. To watch this episode again or any of our past episodes, you can find Economic Outlook at WNIT.org. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. I'm Jeff Ray. I'll see you next week. This WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.